Hello and welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Uh, tonight you got myself Neil and I'm joined by Tomo. Tomo, how you doing my man? Very good, yourself? I am very well, thank you for asking. Um, so we, we were off last week because we couldn't line up schedules, so this is our first post-draft one, but before we talk draft we are going to hit the current trending topic of the NFL schedule. Um, so it appears to be... Hmm pretty pretty much leaked conclusively at the moment i think it's fair to say Mm -hmm. um initial thoughts tomo six primetime games a game in germany only two only two 6 p.m kickoffs there's a lot to like about this there is i'm gonna roll it back really 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 quick because i got a few gripes i think you are so sad if you are leaking an NFL schedule, <laughs> I think it's one of the cringiest things ever. My source suggests no one gives a fuck. Just, just, just. <laughs> mate. just and, then the, and then the NFL are just as bad, trying to make it like a prime time event, like the draft, like oh, big schedule release. But no one gives a fuck, right? <laughs> really, no one cares. Who are we playing around Christmas? Who are we playing on opening day? That's all anyone really gives a shit about. Uh, just. I find it hilarious. I couldn't, I couldn't, I honestly couldn't care less. Like someone, <laughs> someone send me, who, someone send me the schedule. I'll have a look at it. I don't need to be gradually leaked the Christmas day fixture. Like, oh my God, it's been painful. If I'm <laughs> tragic, <laughs> these guys, these insiders, honestly, oh, horrendous. So, so that's no, my no. take on it. Yeah. That's your take on it. Um, yeah. So everything's been leaked because uh, yeah. it's not actually supposed to be out till tonight. Let's take it four games at a time and see where that gets us. Okay, okay. Uh, so we open Thursday night at home to the Lions. Is this the first w? time Mahomes faces Goff since that Rams game? The, the Sunday night Ramsey game. I'm trying to think if that would be the same. He's still there. Oh, there you yeah, go. I got you. Yeah. There you go. Um, I was just, I was just saying. I don't know if yeah, this is going to be. I don't know if this is going to be the first time Mahomes played golf since the Rams game, where it was like fifty odd, fifty odd shootout. Yes, it probably. Be, yes, I don't think. Interesting. It should be a good game that. Um, but you'd like to think we're winning that at home. Yep. Uh, away at the Jags in week two, one of our six p.m. kickoffs. Mm-hmm. Improved Jags team, but um, again. You'd like to think we should be winning that. Especially off what is essentially a mini buy to start the season as you go Thursday yeah. to Sunday week. Yeah. Uh, home to the Bears, uh, week three, 9.25 kickoffs for us. Thank you very much. You'd like to think should another be, win there. Should beat the Bears. Away at the Jets in week four, Sunday night football. I'm in, I'm excited for that one. I think that I think that I think that could be where you slip up if you're going to slip up early. Um, yeah. But it, it'll be interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers has kind of gelled with his weapons. But you'd imagine that that defense was very much playoff caliber, and now they've got an offense to kind of go with it. You'd expect them to be a good team. Yeah, I'd I'd still fancy us to I'd fancy Mahomes to beat Rodgers with his new offense like so like mm-hmm. you said still gelling although it appears that like 97% of Green Bay's offers from last year's just transferred to the Jets so yeah. um and they weren't good no they weren't Green they Bay, weren't so. great with Rodgers there either last year yeah. so uh, 
and 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 everyone expects Rogers to go in there and be a massive hit. And you've you've seen our you've seen what happened with Russ Wilson. Like there's there's no guarantee that he goes in there and it's all bed of roses straight away. No, you're, you're like you're bidding this. They put this straight into Sunday night football, just presuming that Aaron Rodgers is, isn't going to skip it. Is you know, isn't going to skip a beat. And and maybe he doesn't, but maybe he does. So yeah, good game. Good game. Are we four four wins to start the season? Uh, I'm going to go. I think we're three and one. Three and one. Okay. We'll lose to the Bears. I bet you. Yeah. We have a really weird loss early in the season, occasionally, or like we just no. It's not a loss even. It's just a weird performance. It's sometimes. the Colts game from last season. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next four, we're away at the Vikings. Another nine twenty-five. They're tin pot. I, I I really think they're the team that just. You, you know, you know, we do this every year where you have that team that, that was in the playoffs the year before that doesn't make a playoff. That's the Vikings yep. for me. That's the Vikings. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that as well. Um, then we play home to the Broncos on Thursday night. I don't see the Broncos being great this season. I think we win a close game. Yeah, division games. Yeah, there's always yeah. something weird happens with them. I but... think I think we relatively in control and we kick a game win. I think we're ahead for most of the game. We end up like level with a minute and a half to go, and we kick a field goal to win it. Something like that. That sounds good to me. Then we're at home to the Chargers. Another nine twenty-five game. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I fancy yeah, to split the Chargers yeah. at home. I think we might yeah. split the Chargers this year. Yeah, I, but I uh, we'll that. get to that second game shortly. But yeah, I, yeah. I fancy to beat the Chargers. And then at the Broncos, same thing applies. Another nine twenty-five game for us. Mm-hmm. I fancy us to beat the Broncos home and away and continue Owen's streak of never having seen the Chiefs lose to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. You'd like to hope so. So eight games in, seven and one, seven and one or six or two, something yeah. like that. I could, I could see, I could see you slipping up at the Chargers. There, it's going to be a close game, but it, we always seem to win the close games against the Chargers. So you'd like to hope that continues. And yeah, something like that. It's six and two is not the end of the world, but seven on seven and one would be obviously ideal. Yeah. Um. And then brings us to week nine, the big one for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Chiefs against the Dolphins in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, I'm not sure. Wow. I don't know what time kickoff that'll be. I, I assume it'll be 3 p.m. here. It'll be like a good UK. It'll be a good time for the UK, I'd imagine, yeah. Yeah, so you'll be like 9.25 in the morning, kind of in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyreek Hill doesn't come back to Arrowhead. Does anyone first like? Does anyone care about Terry Kill? No, I, I can't wait for this game to be over so that we can get rid of the the Tyreek trade. Who won nonsense? It, it happened, and we've won a Super Bowl since. I don't, I don't yeah. really care. Like the thing, the funny thing for Tyreek is it's almost like his Super Bowl is the Chiefs now because he can't get to one, which is <laughs> is is what it is, isn't it? Really. You've well, got he, the money. He made which, his decision. He went for the money, yeah. didn't he? That, he went, he went for the was. money, and that, that's that's absolutely fine. I yeah. also probably would have gone for the money. Um, so live your best life, you know. <laughs> yeah. If a touchdown in a loss to the Chiefs is a win for him, then that's that's fine by me. Yeah, that's fine by me. Um, so we were talking before we started recording. You've got a wedding coming up in a couple of weeks' time, which might yes. put a crimp on... A trip yeah. to Frankfurt. I have it's, my flights booked and my hotel yeah. booked, ready to go. 
Uh, I just That's... I just need game tickets now. <laughs> Which seem like they're going to be absolute gold dust in a stadium that you, yeah. that you said holds what? Forty-eight thousand apparently. Yeah, that's that's gonna be hard to get <laughs> tickets yeah. to because I think all of Germany is gonna want a ticket to that. All of the UK is gonna want a ticket to that, and then I mean you've got Dolphin and Cheese fans in the states that are gonna want tickets to that. It's uh, that 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 website's gonna crash, man. Yeah. Oh, within <laughs> really within a second, that website yeah. will be down. No doubt. Yeah, that about website's that. got problems. Well, didn't yeah. they have like three million people last year it's trying to get cheap. tickets for like a seventy thousand stadium? Yeah, I got a friend in um in Spain who's a Chiefs fan, believe it or not, and um he messaged me. He's like, "We should go." <laughs> I was like, no. "To the game?" I was like. He was like, yeah, yeah, we'll get tickets. I was like, no, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. It's how much do you want to pay resale? I think if you want a ticket to this match, it's, I'd love to go. And I, I just think they're going to be like absolute gold. You could argue that these are going to be harder to get hold of than potentially getting hold of a Super Bowl ticket. Because a Super Bowl ticket, you've just got to pony up for. Yeah. Whereas these tickets, like they genuinely haven't People got actually want them. seats. For the yeah. people that want to go, whereas the Super Bowl, you, people are priced out. You know, what I mean, the, t- the tickets are there, you're just priced out. Whereas I think people actually want to, like you say, go to the game and money's like people are going to pay the money to go. Yeah. So very hard to get a ticket. But like a few have said in the group chat, obviously, um, the experience of going over there in the fan park around Chiefs fans going to be an awesome experience. Like Germany's a wicked place to go. I mean, beers and meat, right? Like, can't really go wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, what's not to like about all of <laughs> yeah, that? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's just not going to be a bad time. Yeah, I mean, my intention is to, I mean, myself and Hazel are going over, and yeah. worst case scenario, it's a weekend away without the kids, and best case scenario, we get to go to the game. Um, but I don't think, I, I don't fancy our chances of getting to the game. I mean, put a few feelers out and we'll see if they mm. get anywhere, but... Man, those tickets are going to be hard to come by. And that, and that's the thing. Like we've we've always liked to think that, you know, we've we've got a relationship with 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 the Chiefs. Obviously, Arrowheads abroad, and and we can speak to people that work for the Chiefs. But it, even the kind of semi feelers we've put out, out over the past year, past year and a half, when we've reached out to them, you know, they've tried to give us as much information as we can and i know you got some when you went over to arrowhead and yeah. but uh, yeah they ain't handing us tickets out like <laughs> we, well the, we've the had a problem few messages with that is asking that... if we've got access to tickets and, and <laughs> no <laughs> although it's a chief's home game the international my understanding is the international games are dealt with separately and although it is a chief's home game the chiefs aren't the ones selling the tickets as such um and so that's why it's going to be very difficult for us to to kind of go to the chiefs and say hey yeah. can you kind of give us a block of 20 seats like we did at arrowhead last year yeah uh, they could do that at arrowhead last year because they had the control of the tickets but my understanding is that they don't have that control for the international games and yeah that's going to be it's going to be potluck yeah Fingers on the buzzers when the website opens and hope it doesn't crash yeah. on you too quickly. I just, I don't know. 
it makes me wonder whether there even are tickets available at that point to be honest <laughs> with like the stuff for the season ticket holders and all that sort of stuff it's do you know what it's, it's going to be a great experience for anyone that goes over to germany whether you get tickets or not yeah yeah um, and and that's the thing like, is it it's going to be it's about going over and spending mm-hmm. kind of a weekend i'm sure the chiefs will have plenty of stuff on like they did in london when we played the lions in what was it 2015 mm-hmm. um so I'm sure there'll be plenty of fan stuff going on, um, and you know it, it'll be a good weekend. But it'd be a better weekend if you get tickets. But I'm not expecting to get tickets. Yeah. Um, and then after that we have the bye week, which seems to be customary. Um, yeah, I think that's that's set in stone. After the yeah, I think the bog standard once you've had the international games, and then we follow it up with. An interesting spell on the schedule. So we we then have another kind of mini-ish bye after the bye because we play mm. the Eagles on Monday night football. We just before we carry on, we have got we we spoke about it before. We had a, a, a quick look before we did the podcast. Started. You've got uh, the Lions first week, and then you've got a mini bye because you're on a Thursday night, and then yeah. you've got the um, the Broncos on Thursday night, and then you get another mini bye yeah. before the Chargers game, and then you get the Dolphins. You get the actual bye going into the Eagles game and it's an extended break as well because it's Monday night. So that's good for the Chiefs because they they go into some kind of relatively big games against AFC rivals, the, the Jaguars, the Chargers, and then obviously a Super Bowl rematch against the Eagles, which is wicked yeah. as well. Um, yeah, Monday night football, that'll be what, their 12th, 13th of November, something like that I think we're getting to there. Uh, we follow that with trips to the Raiders and then the Packers on Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're back at home to the Bills, nine twenty-five for us. Uh, away at the Patriots on Monday night football. Mm. That's what the week before Christmas, because we have the the one my one gripe about the schedule is the Raiders on Christmas Day at six p.m. our time mm. is shockingly bad. Um, my chances situationally of wa- for you, that my is, chances of bad. watching that are very very low. Um, that is horrendous timing. Uh, and then we've got the Bengals week 17, uh, which is new. Need it wrapped up by, uh, yeah, we need it wrapped up by the last two weeks of the season, preferably. Yeah. Uh, and then funnily enough, we, as it seems to be customary these days, we finish against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Like finishing against the Chargers at the Chargers isn't the end of the world because if there's something on it, there's something on it, but there's a good chance by then that things have played it's very rare you go into the last week of the season like i mean there's an argument okay we could be playing for the one seed yeah maybe like i'd be surprised if we're going into the Chargers game with a fat lot on it we'll either have the one seed or won't have the one seed it's so rare it would come especially having bengals the week before i feel like it's going to be decided one way or another yeah, I would agree with that. I, in fact, that I wouldn't be surprised if that Bengals game in week 17 is the number one seed decider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and having the Chargers game, like, that's that's a hard game away at the Chargers. And to have that last game of the season is almost like one of your hardest games on the schedule probably isn't going to matter, which is yeah. really nice. If you, That's a good position to be in, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the schedule um, done and dusted. Um, I I kind of have us going 
thirteen and four or something like that. I I could see as fourteen and three as well, somewhere in that region, assuming basically assuming Mahomes stays healthy, really. Um, and your wide receiver room and holds up <laughs> well Kadarius that, Tony wide receiver number one let, let us have let's a hope, smooth segue onto the draft there and let me ask you Tomo can you name your five favorites kind of rice <laughs> <laughs> yes we did we had this in the group chat didn't we, we? did have it in the group chat Absolutely I genius. it was it was oh, what did we say we had uh I think we had Pillar Rice Pillar Rice in like fifth place um I don't think who it had now. This bit was supposed to be like last week's bit, and I'm not prepared for it now. I know, you've forgotten it. I think we had Basmati in there, didn't you? Let's go Pillow, Basmati. Um, Do you have egg fried rice? Yeah, egg fried rice got to be number two, though. Who's number three? Oh. I butchered this because I had this all set up. I'm going to go chicken fried <laughs> rice. And then egg fried rice, and then of course number one is rashi rice. Rashi uh, rice. So for regular listeners, I think you'll know that before the draft, I think we got two Tomo, mentions of it in. Tomo championed rashi mm-hmm. rice, having watching, having watched two minutes of YouTube videos. That I like, made yeah. you watch them golden two minutes. Make sure yeah, uh, two, uh, minutes, like, two right, minutes. nearly so, is all you need, right? Yep. Two minutes is all you need. Everyone will tell you that. And Rashi Rice within two minutes changed my perspective on wide receivers in the draft. And I made them all watch it. I made them all watch two minutes of Rashi Rice highlights. And do you know what? The, what's that? And it was like, Zay, Zay who? Quentin what? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. No. yeah. But what did Duncan say after two plays of Rashi Rice? Yep, he was he'll there. do. He's good. Yep. <laughs> he was, he, Duncan was sold on him within a couple of plays. Yeah. yeah Brilliant. I think we actually did a bit... We're trying to find it because we actually had a chat about uh, about him, and we don't know if it's recorded or not. Is the problem we can't find yeah. it? So if anyone knows where it is, please. But I'd quite like my receipts on Rashi Rice. <laughs> so if anyone can remember us having a chat about him and can find it, um, it'd be much appreciated. But in the I meantime, would maybe wait, maybe wait a season or so until he's actually. Finished. Mate, he's gonna be elite. He's gonna be elite. <laughs> it's. Do you know what the thing is with with him is. I see a route to success for him. Um, Andy schemes people open, A, mm. and B, he wins contested catches, which the Chiefs haven't done enough, in my opinion. When Mahomes needs another cheat button, which is what I've said for a while, and he's got Kelsey, but sometimes if you know a team's got a cheat button, they cover it up, and that's when we had Tyreek, and when Tyreek, you had Kelsey, and, you had, mm. and I'm not saying he's going to be the same level cheat code as Tyreek by any stretch of the imagination but if you can throw a boundary ball 20 yards down the field on third down when everyone's covered and he comes down with it a few times a season that is going to be so clutch and he's a receiver that didn't really exist he's a type of receiver that didn't resist like exist in this draft class like early um and the fact that they've traded up to get him I like when you compare this to last year when you you go and get Sky Moore I just, there wasn't a trait in Sky Moore that I saw that stood out. And I am not an evaluator by any means, but I watch his highlights and I just go, Meh. yeah, he looks, he looks all right. Yeah, there's no, like, there's no top head speed. There's, he's not going to be mossing people down the field. He's, I was like, I feel like you can get this production from anywhere. I don't feel like you can get what 
what Rashi Rice hopefully is going to bring us from anybody else. So that is where I'm glad they've got a guy like him who's totally different to anything else. And yeah, I love Zay Flowers. Good, he didn't fall to the Chiefs. But if we're honest, it was a pipe dream. You know, he was but never going to... came gonna... true. Yeah. And, and like, going back to our live mock, we did okay on that. Yeah. And like, we stood pat at... 31 and we i mean we got the first three positions right we just took them in a different order um we traded up in the second round to 55 and the chiefs traded up to 56 we took felix and duke and dunkey we took felix um with our second pick the chiefs took them with took him with their first Mm. pick um and then we took a, a wide receiver with our third where the Chiefs went with the second. Mm. Um we kind of had a reasonable handle on what they would do, I mm. think. I think you get lessons learned every year from yeah. from, from doing draft kind of not I don't even want to say research because honestly I didn't. Um but just doing this drafting that we do when we look at players we like. Now you have the positions that you want the Chiefs to fill and you go who's the best player we could realistically get? And you go really, and you push the boundaries. Like I did with Zay Flowers, you push it, you go, oh yeah, we, we might be able to get, he might drop, he might drop, he might drop. He doesn't on draft line. It's very rare that a guy that you really want will drop to you because you've overshot the mark, right? Everyone does it. He's your dream guy and you just hope and it doesn't happen. But I think that's, you can see that in our draft. I think everyone we liked, we'd have taken a, we'd have taken around later because that's where you'd like to take them. Yeah. But it's not possible. And I think that's where kind of the semi disappointment in the Chiefs draft class has come is it, they all feel like little bits of reaches on. It's, it's like, Oh, we're taking just slightly too. That, like that even rice. Exactly how I rice you'd, Yeah. Rice. You'd have liked to take at the back of the second and stay pat where you are or take him in the third but he wouldn't have been there in the third and he probably wouldn't have been there at the end of the second. It's like, ah, uh, uh, you just feel a bit meh. You come out feeling a bit meh. And I don't know, it's harsh on these guys, right? But, I mean, they've got position, they've got, you know, they got guys in seats. That's the one way to look. We needed people in the positions and they've got them, I guess. And they're not, if I'm totally honest, the most exciting picks, but... They are what they you, are, aren't you, they? You just articulated... I'm happy with Rashi Rice. I just know, looking at the general reaction, everybody thinks he's a reach. But if if they've identified the guy as they suggest that they did and they went and got him, then, I mean, I'm buzzing anyway, but obviously I know a lot of people aren't really. Um, it's just, it's not like the Eagles draft where they've looked into having they just just, yeah some teams just look into these situations and I feel like the Chiefs never seem to be the ones that look into those situations and that's why when the Tyreek thing happened I think they played it wrong and they should have gone for the highest draft pick possible to try and replace him with a blue chip player they shouldn't have taken a wide receiver but they should have taken another blue chip player but yeah. They didn't, and maybe they have. Maybe they have in McDuffie. Maybe they they have them, but we'll find out going forward, I guess. I think McDuffie certainly has a chance of being considered. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, I don't mean you can uh, call him that now, but I don't think you can call many players that. And he's come off an injury. I thought he was wicked last year. I I hope he I hope he is. 
I, I would probably put him as a purple chip now, as a kind of your mix of your red and your blue chip there. Mm. If there's an if I there's in between the two, like he, I think he's better than a kind of a, a red chip player, but he's not a blue chip player yet for me. No, he's definitely not. Yeah, I I um, think he I think he's good. That's what I'd say, and I think he has the potential there. And I think without the injury next year and playing more games, I think he's going to be a very very good player. And hopefully hopefully he gets there. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically just what I, just kind of my look at the draft. It, it it feels a bit reachy. Um, you just hope that this draft class, right? If if two of them make it to second contracts, it'll have been a major success. Mm. Like same as any draft class. Like I think if if Rashi Rice gets a second contract, that they've done incredibly well there, and the Chiefs will be in a really really good position. And then the sa- the same with is it Azama? Is that how you pronounce his? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Felix. Yeah, so we will call him Felix. Felix. Um, he looks like something that the Chiefs haven't had in a bendy pass rusher, and I am a big big fan of that. Um, and let's hope that that translates because if it does, that's gonna I think that can only be a good thing for our pass rush. Well, exactly. I mean, if you look at the pass rush now, you've got two first round picks in Kalaftis and Felix mm-hmm. on the edge. And then you've got Chris Jones, who is, if you were drafting now, you would be taking him top five. Mm-hmm. So he he's a first round player, even though he was picked in the second. So oh, you've got 100%. three really good potential building blocks there yep. to kind of to fill in around. Um, yeah, I, w- I was happy they took Felix. I I did like the idea of the bendy pass rusher. Yeah, as something a little bit different. Um, I did like Rishi Rice as a, a slightly different receiver, the the more physical kind of contesty catchy kind of guy. I, I think you you really articulated what I felt. It was a little bit meh, and mm-hmm. if we'd taken each of these players like fifteen picks later than we did, you'd have gone, yeah, we had a really good draft. Yeah, and I, I was happy enough with the players we took early on. But you just kind of go, well, the, the problem was the players you wanted were gone. Like the rest of the tackles yeah. were gone. The the best or the top shelf of wide receivers were gone. The top shelf of edge rushers were gone. So mm-hmm. we got the pick of the second batch of each of those. Um, yeah. Which you kind of have to be happy with, I guess. Oh, I'd, I'd love to see. I, th- I think a good exercise would be to go back and and go and have a look at it, who was available at the picks that the Chiefs had the Chiefs had. So if you were on the clock yourself, who else are you taking? And yes. I just you look at it and you go, Joey Joey Porter Jr. was on the on the yes. on the board. He'd have been the guy that I'd have liked. Um but then unbelievably the Chiefs have quite a strong cornerback room and you're going, well Do you need uh, are, you t- are you are you taking him or are you going to go and fill a need at defensive end, which opens up your draft? And I think they've probably made the right call, if we're totally honest, even if it is a bit bit disappointing. I mean, this is the problem now for, for Chiefs fans is we are always at the bottom of that draft. And this is what scares me in terms of the Chris Jones thing and him not having a contract is that as good as I know you're saying you've got building blocks there, 
and we don't know what Felix is going to be. And to the extent you kind of still don't know what Carl Aftis is going to be. I don't think they're going to be like blue chip players. If I'm totally honest, I think they've got potential to be very good players. Um, but none of them are, we ain't got game wrecker like Chris Jones. And I dread to think if they get rid of Chris Jones, I really scared because <laughs> I don't know where you find one of those. You have to be really lucky. I think. Yeah. It boggles my boggles my mind that they got him where they did. Chris Jones. It's crazy, isn't it? Really, how it just shows that you never know. Uh, the, the draft's a degree of a lottery, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. you can, but kind of hope that players pan out. Um, talking of hoping that players pan out, then third round pick Wanye Morris. Mm. Um, I like the pick. Well, I I, I like the I idea, the of, idea it, yeah. of it originally. Like I, I wasn't, I, I was, I was happy to draft a tackle, but then you go and sign Donovan Smith, and I'm trying to get my head around what the plan is there. Then I mean, are you just hoping you get Donovan Smith for one year, and you give one year Morris a year to basically you redshirt him and say right, you you know you you're not really going to play this year because. Joanne Taylor's going to play right tackle. Donovan Smith's going to play left tackle. You're not going to play at guard. So, you know, you've got a year to work with Andy Heck and kind of work on whatever technique you need to do, get a, get stronger, mm. get NFL body ready. Um, and then we'll see where we go the following year. And then you've got Lucas Niang there as well. I mean, what yeah. what position does that leave him in? Like, a, he's, he's been injured enough that I don't have a huge amount of faith in him staying healthy. Mm. Um, but if he's healthy, then where, where, what's the pecking order with tackles? Like you've got three right tackles and one left tackle, essentially. It's, it is a weird one. I just, I, 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 I can look at it from both sides because if you put the best five offensive linemen that the Chiefs have got, regardless of position, it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory, right? You've got, Tooney Creed, Trey Smith, um, John Taylor, and Donovan Smith. I think it's a no-brainer. They're, they're your best five. Yeah. Where it becomes a little bit... So so really, you could go, okay, we'll draw the line there, then they're your best five. That's, that makes sense. Who cares? And then you figure out the positions, right? He's obviously going to play left tackle. It makes sense. And then the right tackle plays right tackle. And there's part of me that goes, I don't really... You know, I don't care. Just get the best five people out there and be as good as you can. The problem where you're a bit like, hmm, is because is he just a prog like a progress stopper? You've signed Juwan Taylor and you were hoping he'd play left tackle. So what's the plan? You're gonna keep him at right tackle for a year and then move, have the same thing next year where you move him over to left tackle and hope that Wanya Morris can come in. You know, maybe they were just really do you know what I think it is? I think they were just really, really uncomfortable with the right tackle situation. They've gone, do you know what? You get you get Donovan Smith, plug and play left tackle. Juwan Taylor, let's stop fucking about, put him at right tackle. And you know what? We'll come back to this next year and hopefully Wanya Morris will have a, have a year working with his mate, Trey Smith. And hopefully he just walks straight in and it's you've only got to worry about the left tackle. One thing I do want, please, to God, no more O-line off-seasons. Please, no more. Please. It's been like four or five seasons of this now. 
There's been a, they've signed a new right tackle and a left tackle, let their old right tackle and left tackle walk, and <laughs> drafted a right tackle as well. It's been a little bit of an off season of tackles. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Please, not another I, one. Next I just year. wonder whether the original plan was draft your left tackle in the first round. And then when that didn't pan out, or draft a right draft tackle, a tackle yeah. in the first round. And when that didn't happen, mm-hmm. the next one year Morris being in the next tier of tackles, you're going well. We're not comfortable starting him in mm-hmm. in week one. So what's the other options? Okay, let's get Donovan Smith in for a season. He's, I mean, up to nine million. There's a lot of work in the up to phrase there. It seems like it's about yeah. three or four with. I'm not bothered about the contract. I think I'm, I'm fine with all of that. Yeah, I'm fine with all of that. It's and and that kind of ties into what you were saying about the draft. Is it was so weird because you kind of looked at the board. We're at like pick fifteen, and two running backs had gone, and a linebacker had gone. It was going, oh my, so perfectly. Wow. And at some point, I was watching the KCSN thing. Um, the live stream and they had a list of um, like top prospects and then they were talking through like players that achieved it and I think there was about 16 players and there was 16 picks left and I'm I swear almost every single one of them had mm. like it was just one by one it was like bomb 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 first 15 picks went perfectly for the Chiefs and after that it was like oh I'd have liked him oh I'd have liked him oh I'd have taken him He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. And all of a sudden it was filtering down. It's like, oh, well, I hope we can get Nolan Smith again. Yep, of course he's gone to see Eagle. Brilliant. Okay. Well, what of what's left? And then at that point, I was so deflated. <laughs> I stayed up all this time. I was just like, I'm ready to go to bed at this point. I, I had to laugh at Chris um, when we were WhatsApping during the draft. And he was, he's Dalton Kincaid's biggest mm. fan. He was an absolute. He was that was his dream was us drafting Dalton Kincaid, and it's getting closer and closer, and he's going like, yeah, this is <laughs> this is it, this is it, we're gonna get him, we're gonna get him, and then the Bills take oh. him. Uh, oh, he must have been crestfallen. Not just that we didn't get him, but the Bills did. Oh, I'd say that was a sickener. It, what was funny is like everyone kind of had their own guys that they were they really wanted, and as we got closer, it was like. Yes, 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 yes. And he was just getting knocked off one by one. It was like, right, Tom, say he's gone. Right, okay, I'm out. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Chris is talking character. He's like, oh, whatever. I, I lasted well there because I had, I had Anton Harrison as the one we were going to pick. Mm. And I think he went about three picks before we we um, chose. Yeah. So I, I, I was in with the sweepstakes for quite a while there. Now, kudos to Duncan, who picked that we would take Felix. Uh, yeah. That is two years in a row now that he has um, mm. nailed Chiefs picks. With Skymore the previous year, um, he had him listed as a player the Chiefs were most likely to draft. Yeah. So um, Dunk has a, a pretty good record there. He's got a good eye for these things now. Yeah. Do you know what I think he's? I think he's just tuned in with the... What would semi disappoint me? That's the thing he goes. <laughs> I mean, that's what he goes for. So Duncan would... looks for a player that would be like, eh, uh, yeah, that's eh, a... yeah. And he goes, yeah, he's an air player. That's Duncan's guy. That's the guy. I, I think there could be something to do that. You know, now you said that, I, I can kind of, I can buy into that. Yeah. It's even like you go back. You like Nick Bolton one. It was like. 
It's like, geez, I ain't gonna draft me, Bolton. I ain't gonna draft me. Eh. And then the same with Creed, to be fair. Like, Creed's wicked, right? But center's just not sexy. So it's just like, yeah, we need one, I guess. So that's cool. But again, that's not someone you're screaming at the telly, get Creed. No. But now, but now, you be lost without him, right? So you, you're going, make sure he gets a second be. contract, pay him, yeah, pay yeah. him top center money, and keep him and Mahomes together for the next five years. Or when's he? He's due next season. See, I'd imagine so. They had quite a good uh, draft class there as well, so it would be Bolton as well. Is it not the year after? No, it must be because who? It's the it's the, it was the four 0 year this year, so. It would be the it's the Clyde year next year. Is that correct? Well, they, yeah, because they turned down the fifth year option. So I suppose we could, actually. I don't think we've talked about that yet, have we? I don't think we've had a podcast yeah. since we've done that. So, so talking about Clyde. So on um, on the NFL, on YouTube on the NFL, they've been suggesting videos here and there. You know, you know what it's like content mm-hmm. nowadays. So they suggested the Chiefs. Um, highlights from one of the weeks so what i've been doing is obviously as you know i'm getting married in greece in two weeks time so what i'm trying to do is watch through the chiefs highlights on youtube game by game so you can go week one chiefs first thing and the the nfl have put like about 12 to 15 minute highlights for each game so you get just enough of a feel for the game without being too long and you can watch through them. So I've been watching like a couple of days here and there. I'm going to try and get to like the AFC Championship game and Super Bowl. I'm going to download and watch them on the plane. So that's been my plan. Anyway, I've kind of got through like the first six games. Clyde was sneaky good at the start of this year. And I remember us having the conversation on the podcast at the start of the year that Clyde is actually playing quite well. And he, he, he had a few of those big runs. And if you remember, he had that one where he, broke the line and he carrying the ball like mm-hmm. this and he rumbled yeah. for like his biggest game. He got 50 yards he, or thereabouts on that one. Yeah, yeah. and he had um, a couple of touchdown passes and everything. And then he got the injury, fell off a cliff, didn't go to, obviously it was a healthy scratch to Super Bowl and didn't go to Super Bowl parade. And you're just like, mate, this ain't going to work. Like, it's just not, I just don't, uh, you know, I wasn't really buying in even at the start of this year, but he was more promising. And he, he, he was our he was our most successful receiver for about the first five or six weeks of the season. Not necessarily best running back, but it felt like they'd started to kind of get a handle on using him as a receiver out of the backfield. Um and his conversion rate to like first downs was reasonable. Mm. Um, yeah. But McKinnon's taken that role and McKinnon's back now. And McKinnon had that run where he had like seven touchdowns in seven games, something crazy. Oh, it was like nine, was it? I didn't even Pacheco's just taken over. And do you know what? The few carries he did get like early in these videos that I was watching. So I basically week six. So. Even on the small carriage, you can, you can see it, mate. You can see it straight away with Pacheco. And we did at the time, and we were calling I, for more and more of it. And I wrote a piece for the website, which would have been about... It was a week before we played the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And essentially it was, give the ball to Pacheco. And if you looked at the analytics side of things, 
everything about it screamed mm. give the ball to Pacheco and not to Clyde. Um, yeah. And then the other thing, it was jet sweep. Jet sweep with McCall Hardman, please. Mm. And then he, against the 49ers, he had three touchdowns on jet sweeps. And it was like, that was a good idea, lads. Yeah, Speaking and then they started giving those to Sky Moore and that went downhill. That went down a pan. Speaking of the jet sweeps to uh, McCall Hardman, week one against the Cardinals, if you do go and watch that video, they run... Um, corn dog okay so they ran mccall from right to left and then he pivoted and run back the other way and i yep. was like aha it's funny to see it come full that. circle it's funny to see it come full circle a little bit there yeah it, although they defended it incredibly well so it was a bit of a like hmm. yeah it, it just it was a good matchup that play was a good matchup for what the eagles did on defense yeah. Um, and not necessarily what the Cardinals did on defense at the time. Yeah. Um, the rest of the draft, ah, it's it really what care. it is. It is what <laughs> they it is. They are who they are, and we don't know who they are. I, I would struggle to even remember the names. I remember Chamari Connor because he he was not on my radar in the slightest, BJ and everywhere Thompson, I looked, Jones, yeah. Everywhere I looked after we'd picked him, he was a seventh round pick on everyone's draft boards. And I'm like, we traded up in the fourth for this guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. BJ Thompson, an undersized edge rusher. Um, I was listening to Times Hours earlier this week. Did you hear Nate talking about the rookie practice? And he's going, these guys are bad. They're just bad guys. (laughs) That guys, Rishi Rice is the only NFL-looking player out there. Everyone else just looks bad. Um, yeah, just, Rashi. Yeah, I'm. My jersey's I mean, on its way, by the way. Oh, you ordered one. Oh, come brilliant. on, then. He's on his way. Brilliant. That's gonna come while I'm away. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it would be a good present for when you get a good wedding present. I hope they don't put it back. over the side gate, man, because it's gonna <laughs> be there a while. Um, <laughs> Usually fits through the door. Yeah, like the the lower round picks. Hey, if they make the roster, great, fantastic. But bonus, the the roster's just so stacked mm. that having any expectation of them to make an impact is just mm. not okay, really. In the in the next ten years, what's the highest draft pick do you think the Chiefs will have in the first round? Ten years. That's a tremendous question. Um. I'd be surprised if they're below 25. Only, yeah, but I think the only way you get anything in the teams is if you trade somebody. Yeah. It's the only way. And I don't know who there is to trade because I'm not sure. Who who are you? These these trades don't come around, really. Like, no. So, I don't well, know. Well, I that, mean, the that, thing is that they don't come around for us because we're not trying to offload good players. Yeah. Um, unless somebody, just wondering, yeah. Chris Jones thing. If you tagged him and you had to trade him, where you what you'd get? Would you get a first? If you're base, if you're basing it on past production, yes. But he, oh, by the time, not be ta- I, 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 if by the time past- you're get into that stage he's going to be in his early 30s then yeah, like well. 
Nah, I'd want the first round pick for him. Otherwise, I'd rather just keep it. But it's whether they're going to keep him. I don't know. It, but this is what scares me about the Chiefs. All of our blue chip talent outside of Mahomes is aging. Yeah. And and I'm just I just wonder how they're going to replace it all. Do you know yeah, I, mean? I don't know. So that's the question. Um, you know, like you say, from from pure finishing positions, God forbid. Mahomes gets an injury, that's the only way you're going below 25, I'd say. Yeah. And touch wood, that don't happen. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy um, the ride, because this is probably going to be the best um, period of Chiefs football that we're ever going to see in our lifetime, to be honest. <laughs> I, I completely free, agree. Bits of three Super Bowls. There's, there's no it, guarantee we even go back to another one. But it, It's funny, I, actually, you just made me think of another question I got asked yesterday. So my son, Sam, who's seven... Um, he kind of he has a degree of knowledge of the Chiefs mm-hmm. that he's picked up through me, and his his question yesterday was, who is going to be the best player in the league when Mahomes retires? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, no. ten years. You're looking at least ten years away, and possibly yeah. even more than that. Uh, that. He's probably about eleven. Yeah. Right that yeah. person. Uh, that, that was it's my probably answer. About 11 probably, years old. It's probably about that age. Um, like yeah. I genuinely cannot answer that question. Because it's going to be some 21, 22. Eh, probably a bit older because you're going to be looking, what, 23-ish? How old was Mahomes when he started? First year, second uh, year, when he was electric. Three. 23, 24, yeah. So you're going to be 28 now, isn't he? Off the top of my head. Year old. Yeah. Most likely. 13 year old that's probably already got more muscles than me the way that they're <laughs> the way honest the the it's like a factory now like yeah. with instagram and stuff like it's it's all branding yourself isn't like it school, and, school kids with quarterback coaches like yeah. trying to get them nfl ready like 11 years old yeah. eight years old it's absolutely unreal and it's it's like i don't i don't know if it's a good thing for like generally it's a bit it's a bit like trying to get into football academies in the uk isn't it it's it's yeah. not really a healthy thing to be putting your kid through but for yeah. the game for the game it's amazing right because you're getting these kids that are ready to go but yeah you're right who knows i mean look yeah. at pat right look at pat he's he was basically getting trained from the second he was born to be in a locker room and be around that professional environment well so. he lived in that environment didn't he? yeah so you just think like it's almost like he's getting trained from birth for that moment <laughs> you know so who knows hopefully he's playing for the Chiefs though I, I can't see him playing for anyone else hopefully he's backup quarterback for the Chiefs yeah. <laughs> um, do you see him wanting to redo his contract we've kind of pinged this know. out the WhatsApp group from time to time like I do you think he gives a shit? Like, I, that's a, I don't know. Maybe I, it's an ego I, thing. I, 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 it's not money because you've got so much of it and the, the endorsements. I, I think it'd just be an ego thing. And I think he'd be happy to just be put in line with them. And I'd be fine with that as well. I'd, I would be fine with it. But son, you're getting half a billion dollars over 10 years. Like, he also, How much he also, money do you need? He also did sign this contract knowing that this was going to happen. Everybody yes. knows this was going to happen. Everyone knew that the the, the, the cap was going to go up. Yeah. Everyone knew that quarterback contracts were going to go up. 
So they've probably just got like a, a, do you know what, right? If I was the Chiefs, I'd be like, look, you come to us because if you, you know, if you want it, you're this whole franchise is you. So if you want it, we'll give it to you. You just, you tell us, if you're chill, we're chill. That's what I, I, I think if he wants it, you've got to pay him, right? Like, I, I'm gonna shame. I'm gonna shamelessly name drop here, right? But when I went to the AFC Championship game against the Titans, mm. um, what was that? 2019 before we won that Super Bowl, I think off the top of my head. Yeah. And I was on the. F- I flew Dublin to New York, New York to Chicago, Chicago to Kansas City, and getting on the plane in New York. Yeah. I saw Peter King. Uh, what was he, NBC journalists, mm-hmm. um, I think off the top of my head. And so I made a point of... You like tied your shoelace over by him, didn't you? And then just like, essentially, just yeah. up in the conversation. I made, a, yeah, yeah. I made a point of hanging out. <laughs> so when, it got to, when I got to the gate for the Kansas City flight, the flight was delayed and he kind of rocked up a few minutes after me and another guy started talking to him. So I kind of edged in on that conversation. But we were talking about Mahomes' contracts which was due to be done, we reckoned it would be done that off-season. And he was saying, like, in two years' time, the money that Mahomes got isn't going to matter because the players, he's he's not going to be the highest-paid quarterback anymore. It's just how it is. And the players kind of accept that these days. Mm. And so all all along with this contract, Mahomes has known he isn't going to be the highest-paid quarterback, even mm. if he's the best, which... He clearly is. Yeah. So why why would you then kind of here's my my point is kind of you're five years in. Why do you now need to be the highest paid quarterback again? Yeah. Like what what benefit is it? I mean so Dun- you, Duncan Duncan always says like the the biggest benefit the Chiefs have at the moment is that other teams are playing quarterbacks who aren't as good as Mahomes more money than he is. And yeah. how do you make up that difference in talent between Mahomes and your quarterback, who isn't as good, when you're having to spend more to you're paying fifty five million to Lamar Jackson or whatever? Well, you've mm-hmm. got ten fifteen million less than the Chiefs have now to spend on the rest of your roster, and your quarterback's not as good as Patrick Mahomes. It's yeah. such an advantage for the Chiefs. So this is where I look at the Bills being in a in a troublesome situation, because you look at their blue chip talent in a similar situation to the Chiefs and their blue chip talent is also getting older. Mm-hmm. When you look at Stefan Diggs yeah. and, and you look at Von Miller, Von Miller and they've got to replace their blue chip talent in the same way the Chiefs have, except they're not getting Super Bowls yeah. for it. So they're having high draft picks with nothing to show for it and still having to try and catch the Chiefs. So it's not all bad yeah. is what we're saying. Yeah. No, not at all, not at all, no. I mean, yeah. we could be in a lot worse situation. But you are right. It's it's, it's, it's it's an interesting situation, it really is, yeah. I think, I think like, it's a weird... I don't know if you've watched the New Heights uh, podcast yet with Andy Reid. I listened to it um, on the way home from work yesterday. Yes. So, at one point, he jokes about Pat. He's like, he makes enough money. Like, and I was like, ooh! <laughs> like... And if Andy Reid's saying that, like joking about it, it like it is a laughable amount of money. It's an inconceivable amount of money to a lot to well, 
almost everybody like, yeah. like in the world so you know it's a state i don't think it's a monetary thing i think it's a it, it it's an ego slash status thing and i have no idea how much that means to him over no. what like <clears throat> does my homes want a few more million or does he want to a better chance at rings a better chance at, uh, at rings because i feel like the way his career started i think he knows he's been to three super bowls that he could have won all i mean the bucks one is what it is he could have three super bowls now and he nearly went to an he nearly went to like another two so like, really it, it, you, you could make you can make a that, good case that he should have been in all five super bowls he's yeah. been a starter yeah and he he you know, is in a situation where he probably knows if he carries on the way he's going and he stays healthy, he has got a shout in being, he already is one of the greatest quarterbacks like ever. He's the way he started. If he just carries on even remotely as successful as he started, he's going to have one of the most unbelievable careers ever. And it's Mm. whether he wants the money, which could be, helping him elsewhere i don't know i'm not going to begrudge him for taking his money he deserves every penny but yeah, if he wants agree. to help the team then if he wants to help the team then yay my homes yeah i 100 percent completely agree with that like mm-hmm. uh, if he wants an extra 10 million a year to become 55 mil a year and say screw you lamar you're not better than i am mm-hmm. that's fine but i'd personally rather do you need that 10 million a year when you've got half a billion Mm. on the table like would that 10 million be better spent helping you catch tom brady's seven super bowl rings Mm -hmm. um it's easy for me to say sat here Mm -hmm. but like i'm not being there there i'm sure you have a lovely i'm sure you have a lovely house but you're also not sat in a in a a 20 million dollar house do you I, know what i mean like i can confirm that is the see, case I'm it's also e- easy for me to sit here and say the same thing but then you're scaling everything so i i i don't know for me the biggest thing is that the chiefs are respectful to my homes and go we ain't hardboard you sign a contract stick to your contract now as long as just keep that dude happy right yeah. if you need to change the weather in Kansas City to make him happy. Someone better fucking sort out how to get the sun there more. Because if he wants a dome do... over the uh, yes. roof of the stadium, you build yep. him a bloody roof over the stadium. Yeah. Get him whatever he wants. If he wants more money, give him the money. If he wants a wide receiver, give him a wide receiver. He wants an offensive tackle. Do whatever he Mind. wants with that money. Mind. He did want Clyde. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm this... just saying. I this is a lot of bullshit i still think it's a lot of bullshit but i think you said if your gm texts you go what do you think about this running back yeah yeah oh pat wanted him did not but pat looks at his face say what no i fucking didn't (laughs) i just said okay just said okay jesus draft whoever you think brett yeah don't don't worry about what everyone else thinks yeah, you do you exactly. He got me rashy. We're good. Yeah, I, I think on that positive rashy note, we'll we'll wind up there for the night. Um, yeah. 
Right, we'll be. I'd say we'll be back intermittently over the next couple of months. Um, it certainly won't be every week. Um, it might be every fortnight if there's stuff to talk about. We, I'm going to try and fire off a few emails and see if we can get a few special guests on at some stage. Uh, whether or not that happens is another story because yeah. it's it's hard getting people on small podcasts, I will say. But we'll yeah, see. Rashi Rice is still not replying to me on any form of social media. So, big sad. Not good enough. Rashi, sorry out, man. I know. Yeah. He's not coming on the podcast, unfortunately. No. I think we'd have to go through <laughs> the keys for that to happen. Though. That's not going to happen. Yeah, no, it's never happening. Um, right then, Tomo. Thank have you. A great, have a great wedding. Thank you. Because I don't think we'll get you on two weeks from now. Because you will be in Greece... I will be, yes. Um, be, yeah. Getting ready to, to get hitched. Uh-huh. Uh, best to Sam. Um, I hope you. the two of you had a fantastic time. I appreciate it. Um, and we will talk to you on the other side of that. Indeed. Um, I will probably try and be back in two weeks' time with someone else. Um, maybe we'll drag Owen out of re- semi-retirement. Out of the hole that he's been in. Oh, he, he, was taking, he was taking a break from the nfl for a few weeks okay owen yes yes grand um <laughs> he had too much fun in dublin he did have he had a lot of fun in dublin fairness yeah. Too, yeah um right then i think that'll do us for now um so that's me and tom i was saying goodbye for now and from one game to another we'll talk to you soon <laughs>